Is that better? I can go. I nope. can go lower. That's that's perfect. You guys are both hitting at negative four now. Is that better? Yeah. Should should I talk <laughs> like this for the whole episode? I can go lower. Or should I talk really high? Hi, my name's Alex. <laughs> Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight Gosh Golly, and joining me this week is uh, Alex. Alex Schmosh Schmolly and oh, okay. I abstain. Tiffany Bucko. Um, thank Wait, you. Wait, what? What was my name? Bucko. Tiffany Bucko. <laughs> no, Bucko with a B. Like oh, a I thought buh, you said Fucko, and I was like, what? Buh. Tiffany Buckaroo. Buh. Tiffany. Oh, God. Tiffany Fucko. <laughs> this went off the rails fast. On this amazing episode of No Refunds, we have no guest. So the last one broke it all. Peter is the last guest we're ever going to have. Um, it was too good. It was too good. We burned too brightly in 2020, and now 2021 is the year that no one wants to come back on our podcast. <laughs> that's, that's not entirely true. We had one guest lined up, and then they said, fuck you, we're done. And right. that was it. Then we yeah. said, no, we're, no guests this year. Guests all hate <laughs> us. It's it's true. Uh, I've been told that we should stop uh, stop yelling at our, our fan base for listening to our podcast, so... I'm glad we're we're on to a good start. Well, we're talking about our guests now. Our our the, uh, our wait. listeners are amazing, beautiful people, and I love every second that we spend with you over the airwaves. Wait, what did I miss? Who is who got mad at who? What happened? Uh, Catch said, me up. Brian said in the Discord, which people can join, um, that he thinks it's funny how often we tell we talk about how people shouldn't listen to our podcast on our podcast oh yeah they shouldn't don't listen to this okay i'm caught up now what was his exact his exact message was i'm glad every single episode you make fun of people who actually listen to your show i also like that you thank us oh but yeah, I heard no. I heard just heard crackling and I was like, "What is happening?" I thought it was like a gunshot. It's Spencer sitting on a paper bag. Nice. That's our fat cat. He's but fat. But yeah, no, no guests. No guests this week. Just the uh, the OG lineup, as yeah. we like to call it. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm never not looking to forward you. to it. I haven't talked to you guys in weeks, so yeah. Other than like text. Yeah. Emails. I'm gonna just sit in silence. I don't remember how to podcast. Yeah, uh, me either. It's 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 making it's making this isn't you guys. It's it's making that weird like zert noise again, and I don't think it shows up on the recording. And it's okay. it's it's bugging me. And so I can tell something's bugging you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the audio. Um, is that the name of the the episode that zert noise? Yes. 
I, I like I, I think we should name it something's bugging Dwight because then no one will know what it could possibly be. It could be me, it could be Tiffany, could be both of us, could be Spencer. I, who knows? It's uh it's possible. It's true. So yes, uh we do have some emails this week. Uh we have a couple, uh a throuple actually. Um and we are just gonna, you know, dive right into them. So this one is titled Episode sixty seven colon my response regarding the following timestamp two minutes 51 seconds to oh. five minutes 29 seconds for tiffany's reference Tran- i hate it already transcript <laughs> for me dwight so our first email is from jess according to the title tiffany ooh, and jess writes no i'm not bored no i don't want to replace tiffany on the show However, unlike Alex, I do know how to edit podcasts. So I mean, pause for effect, three dots, pause for effect, just saying or whatever. Thank you, Jesse. Alex then says, I would like to say it seems like Jesse's gunning for my spot on the podcast. And Tiffany says, and maybe mine. Alex says, that is deeply offensive. That's my Alex impersonation. This is did, not did, the email. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Did he actually transcribe? transcribe Three minutes of our podcast? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. He's he's never invited nope. on the podcast again. Nope. I don't need to hear any more of it. We right. should probably get a restraining order. I don't need to hear any more of it. This is actually really, really fucking long, too. Um, I, do appre- I do appreciate the effort that went into that, though. <laughs> I, I need to know. I need to know, Jesse, how long did you spend... Oh, my God! ...transcribing our podcast and can you do it for every single episode no that's so funny look at that there's so much there i like like that the ps at the bottom says please read my entire transcript (laughs) i hadn't gotten to that part yet i hadn't gotten to that part all right so his actual email is uh i'm not really gunning for anyone's position on the podcast i enjoy listening to dwight alex and tiffany I was just joking because Alex made a joke that he was the most useless of all of you because he doesn't have any editing skills or something like that, which Mm. I don't agree with. Love you, baby cakes. Referring to Alex. (laughs) I totally forgot that I even wrote that email. I love you all, and I hope you continue to do this podcast as it is a ray of sunshine in an otherwise gloomy world i know that sounded dark but you know what i mean been loving the guests well they're all fucking gone now uh (laughs) (laughs) and the imdb movie game was fun to play along with at home episode 66 Uh, i'm I'm trying to see if i can read it really weird and and i like the way you i was gonna say i like the way you read that sentence i also totally thought that twins was going to be in the top four Known movies for Danny DeVito. Piss. Weird emphasis. Please I, never, please never read like that again. Now that I know it's intentional, it, okay. it hurts my brain to yeah. listen to you read like that. It's like a it's weird like Christopher me, Walken. It's yeah. like me trying to read like essays that students write, and I'm like, what is this? It's it's always weird. Uh, you should read the P.S. before we uh, talk about how oh, Dwight reads. Yeah. P.S. I really hope you read the entire transcript. Unfortunately, my co-hosts uh, put the kibosh on that, as you heard. I'll yeah. read it later. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely read it, but I don't want to spend like 10 minutes listening to Dwight <laughs> read it to me. Uh, it's only, it's, well, it's 536 words that he transcribed from us. That seems like a lot. 
I especially don't want to read it on the podcast if you're going to read it like that. Um, he wasn't reading it weird. He was he read that paragraph a little weird, but once I realized what he was doing, I was very interested in how he was going to read the next <laughs> sentence because he was like changing it up through the entire thing. Um, I really liked the weird emphasis on the word known. I don't remember how I said it, but I, I, <laughs> I believe you that it was weird. I was into it. I was I was for it, hey girl. as the not, kids might say. I was not into it, and I don't think kids I will say stab that you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think kids say they're for it anymore. I think they I, say I think they say like I don't know. They say mood. They, yeah. Whenever, whenever you say something that they agree with that or. Oh. If it's like yep. feeling related, they say mood. And or it, retweet. Or or retweet. Or brain yep. cell. Brain cell. Ooh. That's when you say something at the same time. Yep. No one says yeet. I'm sad. Yote. Um, um. Uh, my my students often say yeet. So I think my students are too old. Ooh. I'm gonna try it in class and see if anybody says anything. Loser high school students. <laughs> yeah. College is the the cool kids. They don't say yeet. They're not cool. My um, my students don't say that either, but they're you don't also have eh, technically I do. Oh, I am an e-learning developer, and I have hundreds of students. Yeah, but you're not teaching them directly, but you're indirectly teaching them because yeah. you're creating the content that they're learning from. And they just say things like, "Hey, asshole, reset my password. I can't get into <laughs> my things." To be to be fair, I'm also not teaching anyone, so Dwight and I are in a similar yeah, boat there. That's true. Did you ever get that cool course, or did that did that be not leave, um, not have a kid or something? I haven't actually heard back about it recently. I I actually had um, a friend, a friend of the podcast, Jess, who was on an episode. You know, Jesse would probably know the number of the episode that Jess was on. Um, <laughs> Uh, she texted me last night and she was like, did you ever hear back about that job? And I was like, no, I didn't. So we're, um, we're all rooting for it for you. So hopefully, I, hopefully you do hear back from it. I have a feeling that since I haven't heard back about it, that, and since she's going out on maternity leave in like two weeks that I pro they probably found someone more qualified for it. Disagree. I don't know. I don't know what your school system is like, but in my experience, it always happens that, like, you'll find out, like, the day she leaves. Like, oh, by the way, we need somebody to cover this course because uh, nobody ever <laughs> plans that shit. Well, with with my school district, I know um, when they do long-term gigs like that, you have to sign a contract that says, mm. like, that stipulates when you'll be working, what kind of benefits you get, what kind of time off you get, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't been asked to sign anything, which makes me think. And like my mom's done a bunch of long-terming gigs for mm -hmm. the district, and she's like, she knows a month in advance, yeah, or or two months in advance, and has already gone through all the paperwork. So like, I feel pretty confident that they must have found someone else. But tomorrow when I'm at school, I'm gonna find her or her boss just to be like, just in case. I I feel like I should know. As the kids say, you gotta yort that. Yeah. So, cool. They'll be like, oh, we thought you were all set to come in <laughs> yeah, next week. <laughs> uh, we thought you'd been coming into the lab and, and working on editing projects this whole time, right? Right? <laughs> right? I, be I believe it. Fuck. So that was email number one. 
Oh shit, we have more email. And this Two next th- this next email comes from I think two feet to the right of the last one. I don't know what side uh, they sleep on. Um, this one says, "Ooh yeah, hey guy." Oh, that uh, that last one was from Jess. I don't know if we established that it was it was from Jesse. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one is from. Oh, maybe we didn't. This one's from Bonnie. I don't think we ever said officially, but we, it was implied heavily. This one's from Bonnie. Hey guys, guess what? I, guess what? I listened to another episode. Shocker, right? If you like Dark Souls art and stuff, there is a really fun YouTube called Draw Free that does these really fun art challenges where they do like Pokemon as Dark Souls bosses or Disney as Dark Souls. They are a silly group that is fun to watch the artistic process. Pin on that. One of those literally just came across my YouTube recommendations like a week ago, um, and they were doing Link in different art styles. Uh, One was like as a Jedi from the Clone Wars. It was really cool. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That's awesome. Back to the email now. Uh, I also understand Alex's love of limited run TV. I love that you can watch something quickly because I'm pretty sure that I have ADHD and can't commit to a super long running show easily. The beautiful part about some anime shows is the short simplicity and then you are done. You may feel a little sad at the end, but you can always watch it again. I just finished Violet Evergarden, which is a short, super short super short anime that is hauntingly beautiful in every way would recommend that's to you tiffany that was she my... texted me that and i it was early in the morning when i saw the text i think and i never responded to it but i i like knowing it's short what are you married to me um yeah i saw it i just didn't respond what are you married to me uh alex unfortunate unfortunately okay uh the podcast is over fuck everyone <laughs> um uh, jumping onto something that Bonnie talked about um, with the like crossover art mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Uh, Brian, Bonnie's brother and fourth member of the podcast, actually officially had had me looking at a bunch of crossover artwork yesterday. That was the Hades gods as Pokemon trainers. Ooh. And I didn't even realize that crossover artwork was shit that i wanted in my life until i saw that and i was like now i need all of it i need to see all of it i've always liked things like um like super mario and like a like a gritty realistic thing or like that type mm-hmm. of like crossover style stuff or like um right. like i was saying like the thing that she was talking about with with, with link as um you know a, star, a jedi or uh there's other things where it's like i think it's like jedi <laughs> shit where it's like luke or something like that as like uh there's this one of like all of the um all of the Star Wars characters as if they were either like from medieval times. So like C-3PO and like R2 are like jesters and like Luke's a knight. And so is Vader, which is really cool. Tiffany, what did you know? Your meme. Sorry. I put stuff in the chat. Yeah. Things like this. This is actually really fucking cool. Sorry. This is a visual podcast. Yes. That's what, that's what we do now. Disney. Souls. I, I actually Ooh. like really love this. Oh, and I play Dark Souls now, so I get all this shit. This is like some, this is some uh, like Kingdom Hearts level shit here. Like, yeah, this is weird. It's I, like I do cr- not want to join DeviantArt. Do. You don't want to join DeviantArt? I think we should make a DeviantArt. Oh my god. No, um, uh, I don't want to. I don't know why I scrolled through this person, this thing, because now I'm looking at. Donald Duck taking a shower. <laughs> yeah, see, that's where? what that, that's where DeviantArt always goes to. It becomes very DeviantArt. Rule thirty-four. Yeah. 
I... as, well, as Bonnie says, would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> body endorses this yep uh alex i love hearing about your experience uh i love hearing your experience in your job at the school uh, i feel like i can super relate after working in the lab right out of college and when i worked at the high school it was a new light on what a job could feel like it was rewarding in so many ways and i can't and in so many new ways and to be able to help and relate to them in uh on i gotta make this bigger my eyes are fucking terrible that's what she said what no i mean no make, sense. I need to make this make bigger, this bigger. oh make my okay. eyes are bad i was th- oh okay that was good that was a good one just kidding that was very good um, <laughs> when you get it you get it hey girl yeah. i got uh, it immediately and i was i was into it i was just listening to the, i was on the last part about the eyes um blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was rewarding what big eyes you have sorry i'm done it was rewarding in many new ways uh and to be able to help and relate to them uh in the new ways is a crazy good feeling. It's because she says new ways twice, and that's what fucked me up. Uh, yeah. I also love hearing that you are doing your charity stream again. Yeah, he's doing it like next week, right? Uh, if there is anything I can do to help or be a part of the stream, I would love to. I miss you all so much, and I know I'm not a huge hugger, but I fully expect the most awkward, longest hug from all of you. Hope to see you all soon. P.S. I also love Doctor Who, winky smiley face, Bonnie. I miss you too. Send. Um... I, 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 for people who don't know, Bonnie's kind of the reason I work at the high school. So, um, I have her to thank for the fact that I have the job that I do because she was like, when, when I lost my job and I couldn't find another one, she was just like, the high school always needs subs. And I was like, but really? And she was like, yeah, you should do it. And I was like, okay. So I, I just saw Bonnie last weekend. Um, I saw her around christmas time i, just I, I don't I think I've, I, I don't think her. i've ever seen her i think she's like a figment of my imagination i wish i could have seen her for her birthday happy belated birthday body that was like what a day ago uh that was, was last, friday. last friday yeah no one knows when we're recording this yeah but they will know what week we recorded it because we just said our body will know what week we recorded it <laughs> And anybody that knows when her birthday is. November 13th? Um, I hate, I hate you. (laughs) And we have one final email. This one comes from two feet the other direction again. Uh, From (laughs) Jess. Jess Hi, no refunds group. I am submitting my application for the no refunds bachelor colon... Alex. <gasps> Semicolon, I think. Uh, please consider me for the show. Show? Yeah, sure. Show. P.S. I included a clean version that you can use if you want. Really looking forward to more of Dwight on Crash Test Live. I feel like I'm a little behind on those episodes, though. Heck yes to Doctor Who. Bonnie and I were also talking about rewatching those again at some point. So I will share my screen. Wait, what's? I want to see the not safe for work version. What? Yeah, it, he said he made a clean version. I want to see the not safe for work. Oh, no, 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 no. Meaning, like, he, he has one where he's filled out his, his information here. Uh, and then he has a, an empty one if we want to use I, it. And it actually has, like, writable oh, fields here. I like, that's I like that. Great. I like that his address was four fake streets. Yes. Should we read through it? <laughs> yeah, can we? Uh, okay, so he used our logo, which, first off, I'm suing you. Um <laughs> The No Refunds Bachelor for Alex, uh, 
Jesse, last name redacted. Uh, nice. Date of birth, 1991. Month and day, redacted. I don't know if that's important to do. Uh, height, 5'11". Weight, redacted. Uh, do you have children? No. Have you been married before? No. So he's, he's, not, he's not lying yet. Occupation, digital service specialist. Phone, 603-123-4567. Call okay, him up, a- ladies. That might be somebody's real phone number. I hope it is. <laughs> it's possible, but probably not. I mean, aren't, aren't most of those common like joke ones like just not real? Like yeah. all, probably, all yeah. like like eight eights or seven eights or whatever. Like all that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, email superjoystick. It looks like bios uh, at gmail dot com, <laughs> but I'm pretty hey, sure bios. it's supposed to be bros. But it de- that is definitely right. Like that's like an that, yeah, it, that looks it, like an eye. It looks like an I, but it's definitely supposed to be an R. His uh, address, the country is us. The street is four fake street. And the apartment unit number is redacted. The city and, well, the city and postal code have strangely been redacted, but the state is nah. Um, The next big city near to him is Boston. It's 45 minutes. Apparently that's for when you guys go on dates, I assume. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. I've never sure. applied for a show like this, so I I wonder if that's boilerplate. I love this next question. Have you ever applied for the No Refunds Bachelor before? <laughs> no. Well, because this is the first one of many, right? Right. We were right. going to do Alex, and then we're going to do Brian, I think, is right. the next yeah. one. Yeah. Everybody, everybody that's single yeah. will yeah. have an opportunity. <laughs> uh Please include a... See, this is the main reason I wanted to read this. Please include yeah. a love haiku to Alex. Your intriguing eyes, your intriguing eyes, yep, hold me like you mean it and show me your butthole. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, as of right Brilliant. now, we have a winner. Brilliant. I will include um, the um, the blank version of this in the, um, in the attachments for this uh, email that I'm sending to all of you. No, uh, in the show notes. Um, so feel free to uh, to apply. Uh, once we it. get 17 people who've applied, we will uh, do No Refunds Bachelor. Are we but, all going to have them, like, move into our house for, like, a week and, like, turn it into, like, a bachelor? <laughs> like they do on the real Bachelor. Is that what they do? I've never watched it, so I, I don't I, actually know. I did briefly talk about this with Tiffany. I, wa- I was thinking about maybe doing, like, a mystery date style. I, I don't know if it was mystery date or whatever, where there's, like three people and then you ask them questions out so bachelorette number one if i was a sausage and you were the sauce what would the mushrooms be like things like that like what color would the mushrooms be yeah i'm i'm so into that please apply to our show for real (laughs) please apply this is for the year of alex yeah how has the year of alex been going please apply 2021 the year of alex it's been great you know you're working out We're, we're 27 days in uh, I just wanted to make 27 sure people hearts could, broken. People could know when, when this episode was happening. 27 days in, 27 heart bro- hearts broken, all of them mine. <laughs> you got a lot of hearts. I know. More than Link. Uh, I, I still have a, a, a lot to go, in fact. That's awesome. I, it's been good, you know? I've just been, uh, I've been working, uh, I've been trying to exercise, like, Having the the Discord group with people talking about being healthy and shit kind of helps me stay motivated to do that, which is yeah. nice. 
Um, that, that is actually something I wanted to talk about very briefly. And, and I know I've already expressed this to him um, when I was uh, on, on Twitch. But I, once again, I want to reiterate, uh, thank you very much, Brian, for all of the crazy hard work that you've been putting into the Discord. Alex, you too. I know you've done um, like stuff with like emotes and bots and things like that. Um, so thank you guys so much. It's so cool seeing what it's uh, becoming. I it's uh, really really neat and I and yeah it's so you're cool. welcome yeah Brian and I wanted to like kind of have a central hub where people could go and just talk about whatever they wanted and we thought the no refunds server was the best place to do that so like we brainstormed together on how to make it better and how to make it like easier on people that don't care about everything like there are people that want to talk about whatever like like me and i know Corey. like immediately was like i want to be part of all of the channels but there are people that are only in it to talk about movies or to talk about anime or whatever um so we tried we brainstormed ideas on how to make that work and i think we came up with a good idea and it seems to be working well for people so i'm glad people are enjoying it and i hope that uh there's definitely been a massive uptick in the amount of like people posting and, and commenting. So um, if, yeah. if you're out there and you're listening and you're not a part of it, uh, there will be a link in, in the episode description. Please uh, join the Discord. It'll be It's a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. Yeah. We got like five people in there. Uh, in the Discord? How we many have, people are We have way more than five. We have 22. Uh, sorry. Why do I not 20, see? 27. Uh... 27. You might be seeing the number of people I who think... are online right now. Well, no, it... I was I was in a specific um, yeah. like channel, I think. So when when you're in uh... channels, um, when you're in channels, it'll only show you the people that have access to that channel, yeah. which is yeah, kind of, that's what it was. That's yep. that's the role system that Brian and I set up because you know yep. not everybody wants to read about Magic the Gathering <laughs> discussion or whatever, so. And they're wrong. A new yeah. magic set comes That's out tomorrow. That's what it was. I was in the graphic novels. That makes sense. Or whatever comic yeah. section, and it was, I was only showing. I, yeah. I was surprised at how few people wanted or signed up for the comic book section. So that interested me. I'll have to start talking about comics. I, I just finished, or not finished, I just picked up all of East of West. I need to read that. I just picked up uh, book or year three. That's, the, so that, that's it. It's done. I'm playing... I'm planning to reread all of it now that I've picked up year three. Yeah. That's what I, I picked um, up year three as well. Cause I had one and two, but I hadn't like finished two, I think. So now I'm going to go back and read everything. Same. We should talk about it once we read it. I agree. I'll start soon. I also picked up the second, or the second library edition of black hammer, which I know I talked about at the beginning of um, quarantine. Uh, and I haven't read that yet, but it should be good. I I've like still black never hammer. read it, but I won't. I want to. Gets I really big, like Jeff Lemire. Gets a big thumbs up for me. The only thing that's iffy about it is the art is a little wonky in places, but it's still very good. It's the kind of art that makes, like, when you're looking at it, you're like, I can make a comic, but I guarantee you it's a lot harder than, than how it actually is. <laughs> I love that. I love I've, that. Do you know I've what I mean? Nev I've yep. never had that thought. I've never been like, I could make a comic. Every time I look at comics, I'm just like, man no matter how i feel about the overall quality of it i'm just like man this is this is like well made and i could not do something like this fuck it i can't get it i gave up really quickly on that i was gonna grab it and show you a panel but I, um I, that's fine 
I don't have many creative bones in my body, so. I'm going to not make a gross sexual joke. Because I, I can give I you a creative also, bone in your body, son. I was going to also abstain from making a joke about Alex's wiener. It's my jizz shooter. <laughs> <laughs> that's growth that's growth i'm evolved wait, in 2021 growth. hold on hold on is it growth? is it growth when you say that you're not saying something or would it have been growth to just not say anything i'm it's growth is a small it's like a oh it's small incremental steps small incremental. steps Ooh, I baby can't steps just, i just can't quit cold turkey okay so you know what I respect, I see that you've made some baby steps, and maybe in 2022, you just won't say anything. (laughs) So so a big part of my job is doing, um, you know, videos and stuff like that. And so uh, the the way that my work is at this point is I am no longer the talent who is doing stuff because what I'm doing is technical procedures that I don't technically know and blah, 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 blah. We need somebody who's like certified or knows what they're doing to do the actual hand stuff. So... Every time I give someone instructions, I like have to like tell myself not to laugh because the things that I'm saying, it's like, okay, so now grab that gently and twist it or like, like it's things like that. And like, I have to be, not that I have to be, but like, I'm saying these things and I'm like, okay, I know this is funny. This sounds fucking funny. Like it's, it's his, it's overly sexual, but it's just like, you know, technical instructions on how to screw that in or Mm. (laughs) pinch that or things like that. Um, I won't lie. I'm almost 34 years old and anybody, someone, anytime somebody says something like stick it in there or put it in there, I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Put it in there. So so fucking stupid. Like get behind it and put it in the back. Things like that. It's a lot of fun. Donatello, try and get to his rear. Okay. So no (laughs) refunds is over. It's a rude joke. Huh. So those were our emails. You can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com uh, whenever you want, and we will read them on the air, provided it's appropriate for the time. Meaning, I if we had a guest, I wouldn't have read that really, really long one because mm-hmm. no guest wants to hear that. But we don't have any more guests, so you don't have to worry about it. No, no more guests. Guests are canceled. So, Tiffany and or Alex, because Tiffany never likes to be have things handed off to her, what have you guys been up to and what do you want to talk about today? So, I feel like um, I'm going to pick the thing that I wanted to talk about. So, um, earlier in January, it was in January, right? It was uh, still in January. Disney, Disney Plus released or started to release episodes of their new show their new marvel show wandavision um you know they did the two episode premiere and at this point there are three episodes that exist for the show um i would give you a brief synopsis of the show but i fucking have no idea what's going on and uh i don't know that anybody does um uh i guess the brief pitch for it is it's a like classic style sitcom starring um wanda and vision so the first two episodes kind of 
were doing like the uh, Bewitched slash Andy Griffith show, or not Andy Griffith show, Dick Van Dyke show yep. kind of style of show. And then the third episode was doing more of a Brady Bunch, Partridge Family kind of thing. Um, and I have a feeling that they're going to keep every couple episodes changing. But who the fuck knows? I have no idea what's going on on the show. Um, but I wanted to talk about our our initial impressions of the show and what we would like to see from the show going forward. Um, Dwight, would you like to... Uh... Sure. My, my initial impressions are the show is not what I expected it to be. Um, so I have a certain amount of knowledge that I'm coming into this with um, just based on the comics that I have read in the past, specifically House of M and uh, the Avengers Disassembled storylines. So things where I can understand where they are drawing in a modicum of inspiration from for this. For those who don't know, House of M and the Avengers Disassembled storylines are a... Scarlet Witch centered storyline in the Marvel comics where Scarlet Witch basically goes insane um, and she loses a uh, grip on reality. And so she creates this own little pocket universe bubble universe thing where everybody who is inside of it has uh, all of her friends have their greatest wishes um, fulfilled. And she, slowly people start to realize that this isn't the real reality and they confront her and they, they break out. And um, the reason that she went, uh, had a mental breakdown was because of the uh, deaths of her twins, um, her twin sons that she created with the vision and they died because they were never really real um, because she created them through another sort of like fantasy. That one I'm not familiar. I'm not super familiar with that storyline. Um, so I, I went into it with, with that, expectation and knowledge um this is not that show it kind of is i think it will get there but i am impressed slash mystified with the amount of time they are it feels like they're like burning time on just recreating literal sitcoms like you were saying from that time time period like Eighty percent, ninety percent of the show is just you know a sitcom uh, with starring <laughs> Wanda and Vision, which is fun, um, but it almost feels like they're not wasting their time, but like spinning their wheels in order to like drip us this other little story. Not to say I'm not enjoying it because I grew up watching those shows. I you know Nick at Night played a big part in my in like my my childhood. I really enjoyed I Dream of Genie, Bewitched, The Monsters, uh, Brady Bunch to a lesser extent. I never really watched The Partridge Family, but I'm still I'm picking up on all of the tropes and all of the um, the standard stuff. Like I got the Ottoman joke in the first opening, like the Dick Van Dyke thing, and the second episode's animated opening was straight ripped out of uh, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, Overall, the, the tone is really fun, and I like the kind of shifts that they go into of, like, the very serious, like, I, I had a brother, and that those moments are, are really good. But I just, what I was, I was expecting them to have been done with the sitcom stuff by now. I'm very shocked that this is just the show we're getting. Right. Tiffany. I like that it's doing that, because I am comic book superhero burnt out so i like that it's something different and not just another like let me back up i saw the trailers for for the show and i was like i 
could not care less. I don't, I, we talked about this, I think a little bit, like the trailer didn't do it for me. Cause in my mind, I was thinking that like the trailers were going to be the stuff from the first couple episodes and then they were going to abandon that altogether. And they still might, there's only three episodes out. But when like we started watching it and the episodes were basically sitcoms with like these little story things we've woven in, I was like, okay, I like this. So I, I enjoy it. I, I like you, Dwight, I grew up on all those old sitcoms and like adore it. So like, I appreciate that it's using my superhero characters, but it's not doing that same like thing. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not doing that. Like, up here's the big bad guy. Here's this, whatever agency is here. Like, I like that. It's kind of, it's kind of dripped in and it's not just another shield esque like story. Cause I don't care about that. I like, I like getting to explore this like weird world where they're in a sitcom and they have their powers and they get to do weird stuff and like spin the tropes on their heads a little bit. Um, yeah, I, it's fun listening to you two talk about it because I feel like, uh, I am in between both of you. So I, for me, it feels like it's trying to be two different shows where the show that I like is the show that's just trying to be kind of a referential sitcom. That's just trying to, you know, like riff off of, um riff off of like classic sitcoms and also play on the like weird um powers of Scarlet Witch where like she has like reality bending powers so I like that what I don't like about it is that it has this weird mystery box element to it that is the reason that or that they tacit it on at the end of every episode to try and like make it so you keep tuning in, which I'm not, I'm not there for that. Like I wish that the story had been restructured where the first episode starts with like, maybe like 10 minutes of a climactic battle. Like you don't even know what's going on. And there's some reality bending event that happens and then the rest of the show is them in this world. They don't know how they got there. And we just get to enjoy it instead of having this weird mystery box element that like, I've always hated mystery boxes like JJ Abrams lost shit. I don't like. So that aspect of the show has really like ground my gears. Cause like Tiffany said, I'm, I'm a little burnt out on, superhero shenanigans but i like the other part of the show where it doesn't feel like the generic superhero shit and it feels new and fun so like i i don't hate the show but i i want it to be less waffly in my head I, I think I think Marvel in general is burdened under the universe that they've created in in this sense because like you can't now have these characters doing this like suburban life thing and making it a 
sitcom that stands on its own without having those types of ties and stuff like that. And there's also like questions that are unanswered. They're answered in my mind, but um, it's like, how did Vision get back alive? Where are they? What are they doing? I I am thoroughly convinced this is all Wanda's doing. And uh, she is the one who is like manipulating everything and kind of creating this own perfect little universe for herself um, based on my knowledge of House of M um, and just how her powers work. Uh, So I'm pretty sure that that's where it's going. And by the end of this, she's either going to be completely like out of touch with reality and the rumored or suspected uh, her being the villain in the Doctor Strange movie is going to be taking place. Um, Or, I mean, I think this is going to be a massive gut punch by the end. I really do. I don't think Vision's coming out of this like because he's already dead. Um, Tiffany? Well, that was already confirmed that it takes place immediately following Infinity War. That's like a known, that was like uh, in articles, that was like a known thing. I told you that when we watched the episode last week. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Or but like, it? of course Vision's dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, spoilers, sorry. But I'm saying like, it's taking place immediately after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's alive in the show, or to the yeah, best of our knowledge. Show. But yeah, because she... But like, I mean, if that's not... I don't know. Maybe that's me looking for the easy way out, but that feels pretty obvious to me that he's not actually alive at all. Right. Absolutely. I 100% yeah. agree with that. Okay. Cause I'm like, that, that's the thing, right? <laughs> yes. That's that. I thought that was what I was saying, but yeah, maybe, maybe no, I wasn't, maybe I wasn't, wasn't clear on it. I, I think that's what you were saying, but you were like, how is vision alive? I'm like, because he's, no, oh, that was a rhetorical question. Like that, people are oh, asking oh, how he's alive. Oh, oh, I, th- I, the oh. answer to the obvious answer oh. to me is Wanda has brought him back to life, and he is not yeah. really alive or anything like that. Like it's one of gotcha. those things. I didn't realize that was a rhetorical question. So, uh, I was just like. Why you know this? I do. Uh, the other things I really like, um, I like the little commercials that they do. Like Alex, to your, to your point, I almost wish that that was the only hint of something outside. Or I wish that the first time we saw something outside was this end of the end of um, episode three. Um, I, I did like the beekeeper stuff too, but the the end of episode one was almost unnecessary. I think, but because um, it's always like you were saying, it's always at the end. But I really like the little commercials because they're all things that are a part of Wanda's uh, childhood or past yep. that are like seeping into the uh, into her reality here. And I loved the red light in the first episode and the red, like the, the use of red in yep. the other, uh, in the black and white uh, portions. That was a lot of fun. Very pleasant Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm, I don't hate it. Um, but like, it always irks me. Like I get to the end of the episode and then it does the mystery box thing. And I'm just like, God damn it. I was enjoying this episode so much. Why do you have to then like, why does that have to be the end of every episode? Cause it leaves me with a bad taste. I hate how long the credits are. Like they do credits for like the in, in show show. And then they do credits for like the show. And I'm like, this is too because the first episode we watched, we're like, oh, is there something at the end? There's literally like 10 minutes of credits at the end of every episode. It, it is note. very misleading because I, I sit down for a, you know, 35 minute episode and the last five minutes of that are credits. I'm like, oh, come on, man. That's it's yeah. it gets it's me. But um, I, I agree with the with it kind of like pulls you out of it, especially since like 
on a show like this that's releasing week to week, but it's on a dedicated streaming platform, I don't feel like there's a need to have that sort of hook or tease or mm-hmm. anything like that, especially in today's, the, the way that, you know, media works nowadays, because in six weeks, that's not going to matter. Because it's going to be all bingeable and it's everyone's going to watch them one after the other. So like those types of little teases, I don't think will, they, they won't be there to whet the appetite or tease people to come back for next week. It'll just be like, yep, next. I disagree with that, actually. I think that still works in a binging platform because it's the thing that for a lot of people, um, it's not everybody's thing, the cliffhanger, the the mystery box thing. But I think if you're binging something, it's going to be the thing that keeps you going. Like, oh, one more episode, one more episode. I I still think there's there's value in ending an episode that way. And I don't always love it either, but it's something that does keep me wanting to watch things. Or, you know, unless it's like a really good story or a really good character. But I love those endings where I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to watch the next one to figure out the thing. Yeah. It, it might not irk me as much if it wasn't every single episode. Like, if, if it was every once in a while, like, if the first two episodes had just been setting up the idea that it was just a sitcom show, and then the third episode, like Dwight said, just ended with this weird mystery box, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me as much. I would have been like, oh, that's interesting. But by the third episode... I knew the formula and I was just like, oh, here we go. Well, that, that's the thing with, with the way they're doing the episodic TV, at, at least for me, uh, it feels very formulaic and it feels, <clears throat> I don't want to say it feels like it's wasting my time because I'm enjoying what I'm watching. I'm having fun with it. But at the same time, like that type of humor isn't that funny anymore. And it's just, it, and looking at it right now is just funny from a, Oh, isn't it funny that, that used to be funny like the types of jokes that they make and i do appreciate a lot of the um the aesthetic that they put into it like when vision or wanda's using her powers it's so clearly just things on strings being pulled around and apparently they actually shot this in front of a live studio audience for the majority of like the in-house stuff um so that's very interesting and by doing that it does allow for very nice tonal shifts um, the dinner scene in the first episode is a very good, uh, a very good example of that. Uh, it's a lot of it, it. It's just it creates this really dissonant tone when it happens, and and I really like that. Um, but at the same time, it's almost like, well, what's the story that I'm watching here for ninety five percent of this episode? And like the the real story we're getting is only like these like you know. 30 second little clips at the end of each one it's i don't know how i feel about it see as a story person as a character person i love it because i think for so much of it like so much of those sitcoms from days of old are just so mindless and i think that's why i like this because it's like i know eventually it's gonna get somewhere but i like the mindlessness of it i like that it's like again we grew up on those shows like our parents did and so like I remember laughing at jokes like that. It, it just, it feels nice to have something that's a little bit lighter with these like little heavy things mixed in right now, instead of just like heavy, he- like, Hey, here's a light thing. And now it's like just heavy. Like I, I like the mixing of the different tones. I love 
Dwight, you already said it, but I love the aesthetic. It's like such a love letter to to old shows and old fashion and styles and even styles of acting and script writing. And it's like, it's really, really cool. And I almost wish they just did like, I think Alex, you said it, but like two or three episodes of just like it being a sitcom and then Mm -hmm. be like, oh, by the way, because like that, I think that sounds really risky, though. That's probably maybe a reason why you wouldn't do something like that. Like you have to tease whatever but like i feel like that would have been so fucking cool to be like here's our show and then like three episodes in go actually fuck you it's it's this other thing i i mean i think they could have teased the bigger plot without like doing it quite the way they have like i liked the dinner scene tease like that one worked for me because it was built into the episode in a uh a well done way that it didn't immediately pull me out of the sitcom it was just like for some reason it went really serious for like 30 seconds or like a minute and then it went back and i was like oh okay that was a little weird and then you know at the end of the episode they had somebody shutting off the tv and i was like what the fuck what the fuck is this what um so like i think they could have teased the bigger picture without doing it quite as bluntly as they have. Yeah, we don't need to actually see it, but like the right. little the things going wrong inside of the show, I agree yeah. are cool. And it would have been nice to only have like th- when uh the one character gets ca- removed from it, that I think is a good introduction to something outside is happening. Yep. Um yep. as a what I really thought was going to happen was I thought they were going to blitz through all those different styles within like the first episode. I really thought by the end of the first episode, we were going to be in traditional modern television in terms of like camera setups, pacing, story structure. Um, I was not expecting them to go to this this level of commitment. I feel like I've said this seven times already, but not this level of commitment for this long. Um, so I'm shocked and happy. I- I think if they had done that, if they had blitzed through all that stuff in the first episode, I'd be like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. Because that's same. what makes the show so charming. Like, that's what makes it really good and really creative is it's like it's it's trying to do it's trying to do something a little bit different and tell a story a little bit differently. I would have been like, this is just going to be another Captain America Civil War, another shield, another whatever. I don't know what else they've done. They all feel the same, so much the same tonally. They're all dark and just people in suits in front of computers doing stuff. Like, I wouldn't want that. I would want... I like what it is so far. So, it it sounds like we're getting a little repetitive in our, yeah. in our analysis. What do people want to see going forward with the show? Like, we, we still have an entire like half of a season right or more seven episodes how many episodes are there is there eight so there's six more episodes left in the show what are we looking forward to seeing what do we want to see i want to see um i it would be really cool if like evo came back and um i like thor a lot um i really like thor i'd like to see thor show up no, seriously, what I'd like to see is um, I want to see more stuff with, with the kids. I want to see the kids get older really quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm i sure I've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of the Young Avengers, and two of the founding members of the Young Avengers are Wiccan and Speed, a.k.a. 
Tommy and Billy uh, Maximoff, uh, Wanda's kids, um, they are basically one has Wanda's powers, one has um, Quicksilver's powers, uh, and they will, you know, go on and join the Young Avengers. So what I would like to see is the Young Avengers be set up from this, uh, which is very cool. And I am also just looking, I, I really want them to come out and like address the loss of vision which didn't really get that much time to breathe in the movies because he just dies and then we get snapped and then mm. wanda's gone and so we cut forward you know, five years later or whatever and she gets that one really cool line to thanos about you took everything from me i don't even know who you are you will like but that's really all she gets to do so we haven't had like a chance to see her go through this like level of grief and we really haven't had that much time like she's had a massive amount of loss in in the marvel universe like she lost her brother she lost uh, basically her her husband lover um she's been like you know devastated uh, her parents um so i would love to see just like a character study of her going through like just like processing this uh right. and that's where i think it's going to go so that's what yeah. i'm looking forward to I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what different styles they use going forward and how many they go through. Because, like, if they follow what they did for the, like, 50s, 60s portion, which was two episodes, then I think we have another episode of Brady Bunch, like, 70s time coming up. And then I wonder if they're going to go to, like, 80s and then 90s. Well, that would be two four six that would be eight total episodes or if we're just gonna get one more time period after this one that we're in and then they're gonna go straight to modern like i what i'm very interested in the styles they they choose and what they choose to reference because i feel like that's what i'm enjoying most if they do 80s and 90s what do you think they will reference i have a feeling I, for 90s it would be seinfeld I think they'd get like Seinfeld and maybe like a, a Full House kind of thing, Ooh, <laughs> or like Full Boy, House. Boy Meets World. Maybe I don't know. I think Full House was bigger. Um, they could totally do a Full House where like if they, they do age the kids up, that's like yep. perfect. And then you get yeah. that like moments there yeah. at the end. And I think eighties would be like a Growing Pains kind of, um, but that kind of doubles up with Full House to a to a big degree. So, so they were like step by step and. Yeah, I think they might skip straight to the 90s, honestly, and just do, like, a full house thing. Ooh, or Family but, Matters. That would be fun, too. Ooh, Family Matters. Step by step, you said. Um, but, yeah, I that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I, I do like the idea of if this is just – and what we assume it is. If, if it's just, um, you know, Wanda, like, processing her grief in – her own fucked up way i really hope that it comes through more in the content of the show rather than um i don't want us to have to be pulled out of the show to see that i like the idea that this is her own therapy and we can see her like identify her grief within the weird sitcom reality that we're living in like that that's what i want the show to be and i'm i'm afraid that what's going to happen is we have to come out of the sitcom to actually see those character moments i i, I oh, there you go. oh 
Uh, I just wanted to say unpopular opinion. I don't want to predict anything that's going to happen in the show because it's going to ruin it for me because I like I always find myself doing that and getting disappointed. Yep. If that makes sense. Like, oh, I really hope they do blah, blah, blah. And then they don't do it. And I go, oh, well, they should. Like, I'd rather just watch it. Yep. And then go back to it and go, I wish they had done this. I don't like to make predictions about that stuff. Like, and I'm also not that type of person. Like, I don't know the storylines like I know you guys do. So, like, to me, I don't, that doesn't matter to me. I'd rather just watch it and come back to it later. That makes sense. I feel like we just talked in circles about this entire thing for 20 minutes. I I don't know that we talked in circles per se, but there was a lot of a lot of doubling up while also progressing our thoughts. I I think we all landed in a similar place on this. Yeah. I agree. For the most part, I think we're all enjoying it and um I'm looking forward to more. So Speaking of television, I happen to know that you guys have been watching a show on Netflix that I watched, I want to say back in like November or December. Would one of you like to uh, talk about it? When I was in middle school, I was on the chess team. Oh, yeah? I was. Um, And we watched Queen's Gambit. That's just two separate thoughts that I had. Um, so Queen's Gambit is one of those shows that I had heard like a lot about and it was just, you know, when it came out, there was a bunch of buzz about it. It was really, really good, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, Queen's Gambit, for those who don't know, is a seven episode limited series on Netflix, um, based on the book of the same name from the eighties, um, about a fictionalized, uh, character named, uh, most fiction is characters, um, uh, Beth Harmon, who is a young woman who is incredibly gifted at chess and it follows her trials and tribulations in the chess world as she navigates being a uh, phenomenal player uh, and the uh, depths of addiction. Um, So this was a show that I had heard really, really great things about. And um, I was on the treadmill and I was like, I need something to watch. So I threw on uh, threw it on and I was like okay I'm enjoying this and then I started watching I liked it so much that I continued to watch it upstairs uh, and then Tiffany was in the room and she was casually watching it or yeah basically and uh, I ended up restarting it uh, no we just kind of plowed forward and then I re-showed you the first half of the first episode that you missed uh, and then we just no, bl- what happened was you were watching it and I casually watched it and I was like I don't want to watch this and then I somehow got sucked into it, which happens a lot. I was like, yeah, you can watch it. I don't care. And then I was like, oh, what's her deal? I, I remember that happening mildly with Bandersnatch. Like me and Dwight, uh, I came over and I was like, let's watch this. And you were like, oh, I guess I'll ca- casually watch it. And then you kind of started to get sucked in. And I, I like that idea that somebody can get sucked into something by like mildly watching it. Yeah, Tiffany. That was the day I was so fucking sick. Yep. I was having, I had like a 24 hour bug and I was getting sick. So that whole bandersnatch, I, I honestly watched less than three minutes of that. So I don't think that really counts. I was in the room. Billy and Brian were in the room with us too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Okay. (laughs) I I was there, but I, I guess I very much remember it. 
I definitely didn't watch any of that. <laughs> but the Queen's Gambit, you did watch. Tiffany, what did you think of the Queen's Gambit? I I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I I've had some time to kind of sit with it, and I think it's good. I don't know if I love it. Like I like when we watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." But like ha- sitting back on it, I'm like, kind of meh on it. Um, and I think it was just some of the supporting cast and just some of the way it was structured. Um, but like just surface level, the costumes, the set design, the cinematography, fucking gorgeous. Like any good <laughs> Netflix show has been lately it, it gave me like really big like the crown vibes like just the way the you know the care was taken with costuming and and design and furniture and wallpaper and everything um i think visually it has a lot going for it and i think that's what kind of initially sucked me in um in the first place and i think the editing is really tight i'm giving very surface level things like you have to just go watch it but it's it's really well done technically um i'm kind of i'm kind of landing on the story a little bit like meh like i, I you guys can talk about it. i just think it gets wrapped up too quickly at the end like i almost wanted it to be like a couple episodes longer i think they kind of gloss over a lot of things um that shouldn't have been glossed over and i think it wraps it up too quickly at the end but that's just kind of my hot take i i pretty much agree with everything you said i I think one of my big takeaways and something that like mildly bothered me the whole time is i didn't know that this was based off of a book and i was like why have i never heard of this beth Harmon person because like i've always been really interested in chess players and so i was watching it and i was like this person just like seems like they're mildly like Bobby Fisher, but like slightly less crazy, surprisingly. <laughs> and then I looked it up and it was like, yeah, uh, the author kind of based this girl on Bobby Fisher to a certain degree, but slightly le- less crazy. And I was like, man, now I just want a Bobby Fisher show. <laughs> like I, I want, I would, I would very much be interested to see more biopics done like this about real people especially in the um chess sphere because all people that play chess are crazy to a certain degree (laughs) or addicted or like there have been a lot of people that that have been like chess grandmasters that have died of like drug overdoses and like you know uh, alcohol addiction and so i this show just made me want more of that but in the real world um so that was the only thing that like mildly bothered me when i was watching the show but i did like the character of beth Harmon, and i did like a lot of what happened in the show but like uh, tiffany said like the ending wrapped up a little too quickly it was a little too um, like some of the side characters, I didn't dislike all of them, 
but I, there were some side characters that I was just found uninteresting or non-three-dimensional in the way that some of the other ones were. So it felt like some of the show had like tact and time put into it, and then the other parts of it, it just kind of seemed like glossed over. I agree with both of you 100%, and I don't know what it is about this, but I think it has to do with because it was about chess and knowing that it was fictional, I felt little to no tension through most of the, the show. Um, yep. I think the the strongest and the most interesting part is at the beginning before she really even gets into chess, like when she's first learning how to play and when she's interacting with her new family and like those relationships as they're building and like seeing her kind of like overcoming these struggles. But once she like starts on the chess circuit and I, I never really felt that like emotional core of a victory or a loss or um, I just never felt like there was anything really at stake uh, throughout the, the show. Uh, and I wonder if I because I know that it was fictional, um, which is so silly. And like I can watch any other show about uh, fucking a basketball team with a golden retriever. And I feel that tension like when a, a man turns into a werewolf on the court. I care when he makes that dunk, but like this one, it, I, some of it just fell incredibly flat and I don't know if it was because of the chess or because it wasn't real, but like fucking, um, is it finding Forrester? Like it's a movie, but that movie was so good. Um, so, wait, are you talking about searching for Bobby Fisher or no, finding Forrester? Finding oh, searching for Bobby Fisher is great. Yeah. So it's finding Forrester. Okay. Tiffany. Don't just name drop movies that I have never heard of. Um, I think some of what you're talking about, maybe, maybe it's just me, but like they re like Beth Harmon in the show has this horrible, horrible, horrible addiction mm -hmm. and we see her fall, but I feel like, like I just feel like it I don't want to say like oh it's not enough but I just feel like it at times was like glossed over and I was like well she's gonna bounce back like it never felt like she was gonna lose everything and if it did feel like that it was a moment and then like something came in and it got solved and like I almost wanted more of her sitting with her addiction in herself and I think Dwight and I had talked about this when we were watching it but because it's a book and I haven't read it like you don't get that there's like a layer that's missing mm -hmm. like I wanted there's that one episode when she goes on like this bender and she like hits her head on the table and stuff and like that like I was like yeah I wanted I wanted this to happen sooner like I feel like we see her struggle with with drug and alcohol addiction but we never really see that side of it she's always just like oh I'm gonna get drunk and have fun and like we see her be late for stuff and kind of slowly devolve but like we never get to see like what that's really like and how it's affecting her and I feel like that was kind of glossed over and I it was a really really strong character thing that didn't get handled in the best way but I like that they went there I don't know that's yeah. I struggle with that one. I agree. Two things. So, like, that opening scene, the way that it's shot and edited and inserted into the show makes it feel like it's such a fucking big, pivotal moment and, like, she's at, like, her lowest. But when that scene finally you catch up to it, 
No, you don't even see what really led up to that moment. You just smash cut to it. And like, so I, I didn't feel the weight of, of her addiction at that time. There was moments like when you're saying when she hits her head or um, things like there were, there were some flashes of that, but really not a lot. Um, there's also another speaking to, I, I agree with you about like, this probably worked better in the book. There's a scene in a hotel room where something big happens and it just kind of landed flat for me. Um, and I think that because we're missing that character's internal monologue, I almost would have preferred there to be like a voiceover or something like that. Like just so we can like get a peek into Beth because she's such a hard to read character at times. Like she, she keeps everything really close to the chest and really bottled up rightfully. So based on everything that she's gone through in her life, like she's completely valid in expressing herself the way that she does but because we're missing that internal monologue i feel like a lot of the emotional core is not really there um it's still wonderfully acted by um uh and, and not anna taylor joy it is anna taylor Joy. okay thank you yep. um wonderfully acted by her 90 percent of the supporting cast beautifully acted as well very weird seeing jojen reed dressed like a weird american cowboy yeah, that, that was. Um, I did not like that wardrobe choice. I liked the character by the end of the the movie I, or the show. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked some of the stuff they did, like with uh, with the other girl at the chess tournament. I wish that like she was a bigger character. I wish there was more of of the those little moments, and I feel like it probably worked better in the book. Overall, though, I enjoyed it, but it it did fall a little flat, like Tiffany was saying. But it's so beautiful to watch. Like it's, it feels like this masterclass in cinematography and production design and like makeup, hair, wardrobe. Like it's just, it's so pretty and engaging to look at. Mm -hmm. And again, beautifully acted, beautifully edited. Like it's just the, the, it's so short and like the story like it's there and it's just like so close and it's just it's just missing a little piece little something for me it's really interesting to me because i didn't live through the 60s um and every movie or picture from back then is always like slightly fuzzy so seeing the 60s realized in like a beautiful fashion in like crystal clear like you can see the fucking shag carpeting and the the horrible wall the texture on the wallpaper and the weird spindly clock things that people have like it really felt like immersing yourself in the past at times like there's just these scenes of her like walking through hotel lobbies and you know um, there's a couple times where she like goes to old department stores and like i can i can like smell how like what what it like smells like and like i can feel the texture of what's going on in that is like the most surreal part of this for me. I really enjoyed those moments of just like breathing with this character in this world that the production design or the production team has like painstakingly recreated. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I would definitely recommend the show. I like, I, I wouldn't tell anybody not to watch it. I think, I think I came down a little harder on it than most of the general people that watched it. Um, but I still think it was a very well crafted show, very well acted. Like, um, I, I 
thought Anya Taylor Joy was amazing. Uh, I I even liked um, Dudley Dudley Dursley. I don't um, know his name, but I know it was I, Dudley. I, I don't know the actor's name. Uh, what was the character's name? Harry something. Beltic. Beltic. Thank you. Uh, whoever that actor is, I'm sorry, Dudley Dursley. <laughs> But that's what you will be known as. The guy, uh, Bill Camp, as her mentor. I, I can't remember Scheibel. his character's name. Scheibel. He was amazing. Like, I I can't say enough about a lot of the performances in it. And like Tiffany talked about, the production value, the uh, care that went into it. Like, I highly recommend watching it. But Can we talk about the two worst actors in that show? Sure. The the twins. Oh my! Were they twins? They were twins. I didn't realize. I thought they were just friends. No, they're twins. I did not get that at all. I thought they were just friends. They're definitely twins. Yeah, they're Um, very clearly brothers at the least. Yeah, they were. They they were a little stilted. They both have very very generic names like Matt and yeah. They were like Matt and Mike or something like that. Matt and Mike. That sounds right. And they read all their lines. Gee whiz. Wow, you're sure gonna go beat him up at the championship. You're Beth Harmon. Like, you play this move. You I do feel this like, great chess thing. I feel like they would have fit in really good on WandaVision because they feel like caricatures from 60s sitcoms. They stuck yes. out like a sore thumb. I agree. They with were that. just so bad. And it like every scene they were in, I was like, please cast better people next time. I hate this. Yeah. It was like they pulled two like extras off of the set of Grease, and they were just like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> we we all feel pretty positively on Queen's Gambit. Recommend? It would get a recommend from me, if if only for the the Russians. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It would it would get a a I don't know chess. I was trying to make a chess joke. Ooh, okay. I don't it, know. it would get an en passant. What you the know, hell is that? Uh, uh, en passant is uh, it's a form of pawn capture. So um, if the opposing, so if you have uh, a pawn out and the the opposing person double moves their pawn on their first move, you can capture it in what's called en passant, which is where you move your pawn one uh, behind it and it gets captured and it stands for it means in passing. Uh, it's a Yum. different form of of pawn capture. Yum croissant. Got yep. it. Yum croissant. So one thing that I did want to mention, because uh, my sister binged this show, my because my sister binged the show, my nephew, my six-year-old nephew, asked me if I knew how to play chess. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, can you teach me? And I was like, sure. And then I had to think about it. And I was like, do I have a chess board? And I was like, oh, yeah. One of those impulse buys that I did back in like 2014 and I knew exactly where it was. So I, I told him to go, look, I have a, a Mario themed chessboard <laughs> that they released for like the 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary or something. I don't even remember years, 30th anniversary. I think it was five years yeah, ago. Yeah, we're in 35 right now. Yeah. So I think it was five years ago. And he's obsessed with Mario, so he immediately was like, can we play right now? And I was like, yeah. So I showed him how to play, and I tried to teach him. It, like, he's six. He's he's picking it up to a certain degree. He understands how pieces move, I think, 
but not how capturing works or how thinking, you know, a step even ahead works. <laughs> so it's easy to beat him, but he got really excited to play chess. And I was like, really excited that he was excited. So that was fun. I gave him the chessboard because I hadn't used it since I bought it. Also, Dwight, uh, Matt and Mike twin brothers they're played by matthew dennis lewis and russell dennis lewis they are I, twins i didn't realize they were twins they, they didn't look twinny enough for me they definitely are twins i legitimately thought they were friends and potentially lovers um twin i brothers. was way off twin brothers it, the the movie or the show at the end it, it felt a little cartoony um with the big team up and everything it was it was a good fuck yeah moment but um did fall a little flat yeah i also think i just wanted to touch on that really really quickly because a lot of this book uh, the book and i know the the show the book was written as kind of like a not a love letter to like nerd women but like it was like trying to depict women who were who were smart and nerdy in like a better way and as kind of like being able to hold their own um i didn't love now that I'm thinking about it like I love that she made all these friendships and like the chess world is very male dominated in this show and I'm assuming in the world at that time um I didn't love that you have this strong strong quote unquote she's you know a raging alcoholic uh like you have this really powerful force of a female character and then the boys come in and save her like Mm -hmm. the team up felt kind of like and not that I wanted her to get out of it on her own, but it was just like she was struggling in this last match, and then all the boys come in and, and rally behind her, and all the boys that she's slept with, and I'm like, I don't know if I like that message. <laughs> like, I I don't know if I I don't know if I love that. I think if there was some more women in that group, it probably would have made it a little bit more palatable. But because I kind of I, I agree with what you're saying, like the idea is nice. Like all these people who's who she's affected throughout her life have kind of like she's at a low point and they're there yeah. to help lift yeah. her back up. Like that's yeah. a really sweet message in and of itself. And, um, you know, it's it's her overcoming her. You can argue a weakness of having to do everything by herself. It's. Mm-hmm. there's like a theme of like Americans are very solitary and and the Russian team that she's up against all help each other. And it's, you know, kind of like them unifying in this way. Um, But yeah, I think another female presence probably would have been appreciated in that moment, especially since there really isn't that much other female presence in the, in the movie or show. Keep on calling it a movie. Goddamn in the show. um, Save for a few people, but they're you know not major or they're removed. Yeah, and, like, that's kind of the, the point, I think, is, like, just showing how hard it is to be a woman in this in this world. And, like, even, like, um, the character of her adopted mom, like, kind of having this, like, it's like she's, like, in a shit marriage and, you know, the husband leaves and stuff. And, like, her kind of, like, second coming and, like, that chance to start over. So there's a lot of themes of, like, women empowerment and, like, women standing on their own. And then to kind of tie it up like that, it it felt not very satisfying, but at the same time it did. Cause I liked all the, the, the side characters and I loved them coming in to help, but I just didn't love that. It was the, you know, the male saviors <laughs> coming in to rescue the princess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, 
I am not a fan of the way it depicts other women in that sense. Um, like every other female that she like encounters either gives up on their, except for her friend. No, her one friend, uh, that person fucking ruled. She was awesome. But most, yeah, sorry. That's okay. Most of the other people are like either relegated to like housewives or they've cast their dreams aside or, but, uh, her one friend is probably the best character in the movie or in the show. She's, she's fantastic. I love her. I wouldn't say the best character in the show, but she was somebody who who didn't get sucked into the pit of, you know, living in an orphanage and all that stuff. Like, she actually made something of herself. She was kind of, like, an antithesis to, to Beth Harmon, where, like, they both started in the same place and, like, where they ended up. And it, I liked that. I wish there was a little bit more of her, but, yeah. I agree. So overall, Queen's Gambit, I think it gets a thumbs up from all of us. Absolutely. Thumb way up your nose. Way up your butt. Pop. So Tiffany, what is an interesting thing that you have done recently and would like to talk about on the podcast? We um we did kind of a a thing. Uh that we didn't tell anybody about because we felt really guilty about it and it's you know we're still pretty much in a in a pandemic and things are bad um but Dwight and I got on a plane and we flew to Florida and we went to Disney World in a pandemic in in a state that has some of the greatest amount of cases and people not following orders so yeah uh i was supposed to run the marathon again um i signed up for it in the springtime back when i was like this is gonna be over soon this will be great um and everything up to that point had been canceled and i was really bummed out about it so i was like fuck it i'm gonna sign up again we're gonna go it'll be great the pandemic will be over life will be good we'll go on a trip uh, and that never happened. Um, the race ended up getting canceled sometime in the fall, and we decided that we were going to go <laughs> because, oh, well, it's only in October. Like, the pandemic will be, it'll be good by January. <laughs> and that never happened either, but we had already paid for it. So, yeah, we went to Disney World. <laughs> You, you want to hear a surprising fun fact? Yeah. You are, you are not the only two people I know that went to Disney World recently. We are not the only people that we know that went to Disney. People are secretly mm-hmm. doing this. And like, yeah. there's like this weird level of solidarity yeah. with everyone being like, I went too. It's, I also know a surreal. few people. I also know a few people that went. So basically, we had planned it. Like, our family knew um, that we were going because we kind of like had felt like we had to tell like our parents and like siblings that we were going um i had a couple friends that i told not you alex (laughs) but like a couple people that i knew (laughs) bonnie and no so the people i told were people that i knew would be like hey what are you doing and like would be looking for me and i'd be like well i'm in florida um so like Bonnie texted me on like a, on Saturday and was like, Hey, do you want to go like hiking tomorrow? And I was like, I'm kind of in Epcot right now. Um, 
so like we, we try not to tell too many people because I know that's a big thing and I just didn't want people to be like that's stupid and reckless and dangerous and like yeah we knew we knew like the risks that were involved but at the same time like we're both people that are you know we trust science and we trust wearing masks and we wash our hands and you know we try to take all our precautions and be safe about it so we were like we're gonna go the the actual parks themselves um where it was a surreal feeling uh they felt very safe uh for the most part um everything was lined off everything was social distanced they had hand sanitizer fucking everywhere like beginning of rides end of rides in the middle of rides um like it was it was nuts the amount of, of precautions that there was there was just the occasional people who would not pay attention to them and would be right up behind you and then you have to turn around yeah. and be like can you move back please yeah. um yeah but it was uh it was a very interesting and very unique experience uh i, I was gonna go ahead sorry i no. just had to trade go it was a very interesting and unique experience I was just going to add on to you even saying things like ordering food, like there was like everything was done on your phone, like you had you could place orders for food and then go pick it up. Like they try to do as much like contactless stuff as possible, um, even like checking into and checking out of the hotel. It was like everything's on the app. Um, they were doing temperature checks everywhere, which I know is like debatable if that's even like a thing because people's temperatures aren't always 98.6 degrees like people run different um but like it was just surreal to be like in a park and like someone would come over like a pre-recorded announcement would come over like the speaker and be like hey, please wear your masks guests will be asked to leave like it just felt Dwight was calling it you can talk about it because it was well, your observation uh, I was gonna say you can make the argument that Disney at the best of times is a weird dystopia um <laughs> In, in in some sort of like disconnect from reality but this at times legitimately felt big brother like the people need to wear the masks those who do not comply with the masks will be asked to leave and like it just sounds like they're gonna like take you out back and shoot you like it mm -hmm. it was like just that weird level of like i've seen it in movies a hundred times of like just scary like authoritarian stuff um but it's necessary and, and i'd rather have that than you know a bunch of jamokes not being safe um right you can make the argument that we probably shouldn't have gone out anywhere at all and that would have been the safest but we'd already paid for it right yeah, and that, also, that's a good like, reason and also like i i felt really guilty about it and really like coming from a place of privilege where it was like oh we can afford to take this trip where people are you know struggling to pay their bills and it kind of was like it's not lost on me that like not everybody can do it especially where like we just went last year and like here we are prancing around but you know what there are other people there there are other people there that clearly had planned trips and were doing the same thing that we were doing like it was marathon weekend and there were people in there run disney stuff and you know clearly people that plan their trips stuff got canceled and they still went so it it was kind of like this weird solidarity thing like we're all here we know we're not supposed to be here <laughs> but here we are um and it was weird too because like i have pictures of us like in front of like the castle at magic kingdom and there's nobody else in the pictures like we we didn't really wait in line for anything like it was just it was so refreshing from like a usual trip 
to a theme park where you're like on top of people and you're packed in and you're waiting in line for three hours for something. It was like oddly refreshing and like it felt kind of nice to escape for a few days and kind of forget that everything sucks. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. It was very unique. Absolutely. I just like that you guys have now been to Galaxy's Edge twice, and I have been zero times. So Tiffany didn't even let me build another lightsaber. No, because I, we don't need one. one disagree. One of my favorite things is I was, for some reason, I was looking back in our no refunds text thread, mm-hmm. and I saw back in, like, last February, before the pandemic had really hit, Dwight had texted me and been like, been like, hey, if we go to Galaxy's Edge this summer, would you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, I think I would, depending on, like, if I can afford it. And then pandemic happened. We never talked about it again. And then you guys went again, and I didn't get invited. I hope That's we didn't right. make you feel bad. I was thinking about that the entire time we were down That's there. I was like, right. we were going to tell Alex. Um I forgot we were going to try to go back in the summer and just do like a long weekend. And then like, it was literally like, Hey, I remember looking at flights and and stuff like that and being like, Oh, can we still go? And then it was like, Oh, by the way, there's a virus taking over the entire world. And I'm like, well, I guess we're not fucking getting on a plane. I I mean, there was a pandemic, so I don't feel too bad about not asking you, Alex, because like there's a pandemic. Um, Yeah, it's understandable. We'll go again. We'll go with you. But it was one of those things like when we came back from the last one, we were like, I can't wait to go again. And so like the, um, the marathon was kind of like an excuse to go and, but it was still like pandemic times. And when I asked you, I don't think you had like settled into your job yet, or I might be wrong on that. So it, it, it was it was February, so I was still like on that day to day basis yeah. where I wasn't necessarily working every day. I wasn't getting like steady income mm-hmm. uh, where I am now, and I feel like so, that was like, part of your apprehension yeah, about it. I I literally said like I definitely want to go, but it depends on how much it costs and if I can afford it. That mm-hmm. that was my message, and then. You guys went without me, so I'm sorry. Now I feel really bad. bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> we're okay. bad friends. We didn't I even w- we didn't honest- even tell you we were going. We just, Honestly, we just I fucked off. I wouldn't have gone. I like it personally I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. I'm not I'm the- not begrudging you for, for going. But I, if if anyone does, I totally understand. The the part that felt the most like should we be doing this was the plane ride. Um, yep. And that I would argue is the most common thing going on right now because people are flying every fucking day. Um, yep. Going down was a little cramped for my tastes. Um, there was an empty seat between us, but the two seats in front of us and the two seats behind us. Well, there was three, but two people were in front of us. Two people were immediately behind us. Coming home, I felt very safe because Tiffany and I had our own row. And then the row in front of us was empty and the row behind us was empty. Now I understand we're still in a fucking closed tube um, with just recycled air, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But everyone was wearing masks. You're all required to and everything, which, you know, Mm -hmm. it it was easily the safest, more safe than going down, I felt. The air on an airplane at this point is probably safer than any air you're going to breathe inside an airport or inside a mall or inside a school because of the way they filter it. I don't know if you looked at any of the signs, but they're using like super high grade like air filters that they would use in like a hospital so it's like really really like and and even before i had read that at the airport like i was reading about flying and like the air on an airplane is like actually pretty safe and pretty clean 
It's not really what you'd have to worry about. It was just the like proximity somebody... that I was more ner- nervous about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the actual, like, plane itself isn't, like, too bad. On a, a weird, selfish thing for this, though, uh, we got to do some of the rides we've never done before. Uh, we're big Disney people in general. Yeah. We've gone a whole fucking bunch. Uh, the biggest yeah. gap in us going was between getting married and the last trip we went <laughs> on last year. Um, other than that, we go pretty often. We really like Disney. Um, for a while, well, not a while, but we were going like every couple of years at least to Orlando. Yeah. And doing something. Um, so we got to do some rides we haven't done in forever, which was really nice. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, just the emptiness of the parks at times was fucking surreal. Um, the ability to like kind of run on rides over and over again was, was not lost on me. Uh, this was the last time I'm ever going to ride Splash Mountain, which was... Uh, also surreal splash mountain arguably is my favorite ride at disney world and i'm never gonna get to ride it again um so that was a little bit sad i fucking went ham with uh fashion this time around i got this really really cool uh disney sweatshirt that i like it's got all the old people all the old 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 you- old dudes I, I like the idea that it's just got <laughs> pictures of old people on it it's got all the old people it's all just them like old. no like all, all the geriatric walt disney's face the frozen can we face? talk about the can we talk about the mystery of the sweatshirt <laughs> sure I'll, I'll get to that um so the sweatshirt <laughs> is just like classic characters faces pluto goofy mickey donald um and then I liked it so much that I was like, oh, well, they have matching sweatpants. So I went back and I got the sweatpants. Oh, my God. And I've never owned a pair of sweatpants. I've never owned a pair of sweatpants. Wow. Or if I have, I was very young. As a, from the ages of at least 12 to now, I have never owned a pair of sweatpants. Uh, life-changing. <laughs> it's yeah? amazing. Um, and I also got a really cool Chippendale shirt, which I really, really love. Chippendales, like the Rescue. characters, or like no the, the swing club. the swinging hogs. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and Tiffany and I did a, uh, I got a princess. Uh, she got a Han Solo. No, I got a Princess Leia shirt that said "I yep. love you," and she got a Han Solo shirt that says "I know." Every yeah, other person it. we saw wearing that those pairs of shirts or something to that effect was all the the right way with the dude wearing the I know and the girl wearing the I love you. I would argue that it's the wrong way. Yeah. I know. So this sweatshirt, um, <laughs> it was fucking cold while we were down there it was first so off. Like cold. it was it was easily the coldest I've ever it's ever been down there. It was like f- high forties some days. Like it was it was cold and I did not dress appropriately. Uh, I brought a sweatshirt, but I wasn't wearing it because God damn it, I'm in Florida. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get a sweatshirt at some point. So we were, we walked all around Disney Springs or whatever it's fucking called now. I uh, couldn't find anything I liked. Couldn't find anything I liked. Couldn't find anything I liked. Fuck. All right, well, we're going to Epcot tomorrow. I'm going to get something there. We went into, I think it was the first store we went into. Like we just like, we got into the park and it was kind of warm ish, but then it was getting colder and we fucking beelined it to a store right next to Spaceship Earth. No, no, no. We went to like three stores. After, that, cause we, we after, went through, sorry. We went to the test track first. We did test track and the mission to Mars or whatever it's called, which I think my time on that ride is ending. I, that <laughs> ride is making me sicker the older I get. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I can't do Turkish twist style rides anymore. I just can't. 
um, which sucks because they used to be like my favorite ride at Canopy. Um, we went through one gift shop and it was all like just the stuff we found the night before. And then we went to another shop and they had this, this sweatshirt and it was the only place I'd seen it. And I got very excited and I was like, that one's perfect. I, I, I want it. I bought it. And the person didn't even ask to give me a bag because they knew I was going to put it on right away. I, I, I ring it up. I got my gift cards that, that my parents got me for Christmas. Boop, 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 boop. Walk outside, put it on, go down, and the zipper's on the wrong side. Wrong side for what I'm used to. It was on the left and not on the right. So you got a girl's sweatshirt. I had like an existential crisis of like, what the fuck? What this is? It's different. It's wrong. And then the whole time I'm like, okay, so did I buy like a women's jacket, which are which is fine, whatever. But it it didn't feel like it was cut that way. And if I what did, why didn't the person say anything when I bought it when they clearly knew that I was going to go right outside and put it on? Right. And unless it was for me, because I was with you. Right. It was a it's a double XL, and you're yeah, a but fucking. They're not. They're not looking at the sizes when they ring things out. That's true. But I feel like you can tell a, a massive chunk of cloth, yeah. a fucking blanket. Um. <laughs> well, that was the other thing, too, is like, it's your, it fits you. It's your size. Like, it's. Yeah. Okay. So the entire day, I'm just like looking for anyone else who's wearing it. I didn't see any other ladies wearing it, just dudes. And then finally, when we went back to Disney Springs, um, we did find it in one of the stores. It was in like this it seemed like it was like import stuff. And, um, I think that's why, cause it was in the men's section, but I think it's because it's uh, from a different country. Two things. America is the only one of the only countries that has, that does zippers and buttons that way. That's like an American thing. Ooh, okay. Two on the Disney shop, Disney website, you can find the sweatshirt that Dwight has and it's under men's sweatshirts. But when you click on the link, the thing at the top, the, like the the bar says you know sweatshirts whatever women's that's what it was too like it was messing with my head like not that it matters it, it doesn't it's matter it's a mystery it was a, a mystery, mystery sweatshirt it's a mystery box so it's a, it's a new favorite sweatshirt. From, from now on i'm just gonna ask dwight how his women's sweatshirt fits uh, that's that's just gonna be my that's gonna be the new running gag the answer is perfectly by the yeah. way i love it i i actually like when we started recording i saw it and i was like man i really like that it's a good sweatshirt. it's only gotten like two stains on it it's I'm white it's a white sweatshirt i have to i'm very careful in it I although mean, i shit, cook hamburgers I, for dinner and i think some of the grease might have splattered on it i wear my um my like light blue diva hoodie all the time and that stains pretty easily Ooh, i've got yeah. like four or five stains on that i think i it's mostly like dark chocolate stains because i eat dark chocolate all the time we want to give a big shout out and thank you to uh, the superior Ryan for sending to. Are we allowed to talk about that? Is that illegal? They sent this illegal. Yeah, so. uh, it's not illegal. It's illegal it's chocolate. chocolate. It's not illegal. Lint chocolate from from Great we Britain, got, which ooh, is like yeah, I think it's what is eighty percent. Eighty five percent dark chocolate. Yeah, it's it, fucking wild. It hurts. It tastes so good. <laughs> so that's good. awesome. So good. Is that the person? It came that, in the. Oh, sorry. Is that the person no, that yelled at us for how we say kebab? Uh, they might have been there for that. I saw a, um, it was like a Reddit video and it was somebody from England talking and they said ke- kebab. And I was like, no way. 
That's really how they say it. It was like, I immediately all I could think of was us talking about how to say kebab. It's kebab. How do you kebab. say kebab with the B-O-B? Yeah, it's kebab. kebab. That's what I thought. Kebab. But also, can I, can I just say it made me smile to like go in the mailbox and be like, Royal Mail? With like the customs declaration on it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I got so excited. It was, it was so cool. cool. So thank you I very much. I wish I got mail. I can send you mail. You got I'll send mail. you nudes. I'll send you nudes of Dwight. No, uh, Alex just wants pictures of my butt, which is very offensive. Well, the last thing I got in the mail was this. We got one of I those too. I also have that. I'm very and excited last, for that. The last thing I got before that was this. Yeah. That's from us. See, we'll send you letters. We'll send. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just send you letters instead Alex, of texting you. Alex, do you want me to my dearest? <laughs> dearest Alex, dearest the winters Alexander. are cold and long. But the um, days grow great. Days grow longer. As long as there's like um, pictures attached of Dwight scantily clad, I'm in. On like the couch, like with my my legs kicked up. Absolutely. With, in wearing a only your wearing only your Disney sweatshirt. Ooh. Alex, do you want to be my pen pal? Uh, do I have to write letters back? That's what a pen pal is. Then yes. Okay. You want to be my pen enemy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we only write hateful letters to each other? Dear asshole, you stink. Yeah. Dear fuckwad, wow. here's a list of grievances I have against you. I hate thee. Let me count the ways. Ooh, I'm into it. It, it would be like that scene in Hamilton, the musical, when Hamilton and How do Aaron I disconnect? Burr are uh... writing letters. A dot Dwight. A dot Ham. A dot Burr. Alex, what's your favorite song on um, In the Heights? Now that I've heard um, that it it reminds Tiffany of Hamilton, I will not be your uh, angry pen pal. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of No Refunds. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No. I don't think so. I have to pee real bad. Uh, my name's Dwight, that's Tiffany, that's Alex. Email us at norefundspodcast uh, at gmail.com. Check out our Discord, uh, norefunds Discord, and uh, Instagram, like it at Tiffany. And thank you, Hyper Potions, and bye. And don't forget to apply for the Bachelor Alex. Yeah, apply for Bachelor Alex. Bye. Tiffany, didn't say bye. See ya. Ooh, wow. Wow, wouldn't, harsh. Wouldn't want to be ya. See you next Tuesday, you butthole. Whoa! See whoa. you. See you next Thursday. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Bye.